0: Section thirty of the Soul or Rational Psychology. This is a Librivox recording. All Librivox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org, recording by Amy Graymore. The Soul or Rational Psychology by Emanuel Swedenborg, translated by Frank Seawall, eighteen thirty-seven to nineteen fifteen, and others. Section thirty. Seventeen. CONCLUSION AS TO WHAT THE ANIMUS IS, WHAT THE SPIRITUAL MIND, AND WHAT THE RATIONAL MIND The animus is a form whose essential determinations are all those affections which flow in from the body and from the world through the gateway of the senses. In each affection there is present, as it were, a special animus whose essential determinations are all those affections which are parts of this affection, and so on. Such an animus is our peculiar disposition or genius, wherefore we speak of indulging our disposition or animus, and by the ancients every genius or disposition was adored and worshipped as a god, and over them all presided a universal god. Hence Jupiter, Apollo, Venus, Mars, and the rest, and other specific deities belonging to these. In sacred and common language, all those affections of the animus, which come from the body, are said to come from the heart, as when we say, with the whole heart, or with the whole soul, or in using the words pitiful, misery-cores, stupid, ex-cores, insane, v and so on, which terms all have reference to the blood. THE SPIRITUAL MIND IS THE FORM WHOSE ESSENTIAL DETERMINATIONS ARE ALL THOSE LOVES WHICH FLOW IN FROM ABOVE OR FROM GOD, THROUGH HIS SPIRIT BY MEANS OF THE WORD, AND FROM HEAVEN AND THE CELESTIAL SOCIETY OF SOULS. THIS MIND IS PROPERLY CALLED THE SPIRIT, WHOSE SUBJECT IS THE SOUL, THUS THE SOUL IS INDEED CALLED SPIRIT, BUT MUCH MORE PROPERLY WOULD BE TERMED SPIRITUAL. The rational mind is the form whose essential determinations are all those loves which flow in, both from the spiritual mind and from the animus. These become mingled and are called rational. They are not the property of the rational mind, for they do not remain if the spiritual mind or the animus withdraws them. But properly speaking, the rational mind is the form whose essential determinations are all virtues and vices. For it is its property to be conscious of the good and the evil, thus to choose those things which are good, and to reject the evil. And that which goes forth from the rational mind is called a virtue or a vice. In every virtue and vice a rational mind is present whose essential determinations are all the parts of that virtue or of that vice. I have also mentioned a certain mind higher than the natural which clearly is in the pure intellectory. But this mind is the animus itself, since the animus is something universal, and the mind of each intellectory is something particular. For in order that the universal exist, there must be the particulars from which it may exist and subsist. That the rational mind is that which is properly called man. The external shape is not what makes man, for the ape is human in face and still is an ape, and wax can be moulded into the human form, and still be wax, while yet the likeness of man. Neither is it the external form of the body which constitutes the man. The brute animals enjoy similar members and viscera and a similar structure, as do even the more imperfect animals, like the insects. Speech does not make man, for the parrot talks and still is not a man the animus is not the man for the brutes enjoy a similar animus and are affected as man is by the loves of their body and of their world but that which enjoys a rational mind and namely that it can think judge freely choose and will that creature is man also a man is esteemed as such by all according to his rational mind if he only indulges his animus and his natural disposition, if he is stupid and dull, he is called a brute, an animal, and not recognized as man except as having still something human which enables him to think. The greater the intellect, or the more elevated the rational mind, so much the greater is the man. If it excels all others it is declared to be superhuman and divine, and something which is above man. WE ALSO IN OURSELVES RECOGNIZE THAT ONLY AS OUR OWN WHICH WE MENTALLY POSSESS, FOR EVERYTHING IN THE WHOLE SYSTEM IS QUALIFIED BY THE MIND, WHEREFORE ALL LOVES, AS WELL AS SUPERIOR AS INFERIOR, FLOW IN AND FLOW TOGETHER INTO THE RATIONAL MIND, AS INTO ITS CENTER, AND FROM THIS THEY FLOW FORTH AGAIN. THUS THE BEGINNING OF ALL ACTIONS, AND THE END OF ALL SENSATIONS, OR THE CONCENTRATION OF THE WHOLE, IS IN THE MIND wherefore all other things which are without the mind are regarded as its instruments and organs which the mind neither knows nor cares to know as to what they are provided only they serve it as its slaves it even seems as if god thus held in contempt these natural things themselves and reduced them into so many instruments since he has not revealed to us their nature and how the mind acts by means of them but has only given them and surrounded the mind with them, in order that they may stand ready and obedient for every effect by which the mind wishes to promote its end. We only love that which is pleasing to this same rational mind, as if to that which is proper to ourselves, for every one wishes to appear such as he is by virtue of his mind, even if it be through the ornaments of the body. Still the desire is that these may show the quality of the mind, thus we feel a hatred and often are carried away into anger toward that which injures the mind and what we fear for the body is lest the mind be deprived of its instruments and powers of acting in the rational mind there is the face of the soul just as in the body is the face and likeness of the animus the rational mind may thus be called the body of the soul because it is formed into an image of its operations this mind indicates what the soul is if the soul be not spiritual and immortal, by no means can such a mind be formed in which the spiritual and natural are conjoined. Wherefore, since there are in the mind both the natural and the spiritual, the mind possesses, as in a certain centre of confluences, whatever the man possesses. Wherefore the rational mind is what is called man. When this mind is destroyed, the man perishes. He then is a spirit, because the soul alone then lives this is the reason why man may be called internal and external that spiritual essence which flows into the rational mind is the interior and superior man but the natural which flows in from the animus is the external man the mind is what perceives in itself what it is which the external and internal man advises therefore the external man is the same as an animal but the internal man the same as an angel. End of section 30